Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. All right, I made a note from last episode that I was going to tell you about my new obsession with credit card points and miles and all this kind of stuff. So there's a podcast that's not new by any means, but it's new to me. It's called All the Hacks. And it started out as like all about financial wealth, points, like credit cards, all that kind of stuff. And then he started going into like, here's hacks for your health, hacks for your life, hacks for your whatever. Anyway, so I started listening to it and just immediately became immersed in this world of people like gaming credit cards for points and miles to like take free trips and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so... um, I have since opened two new credit cards <laughs> with more to come. Um, That's how they get you. They're not getting me. I'm getting them. <laughs> uh, I created a fancy spreadsheet to like tell me how many points I get in each category and which credit card is best to use for what I'm buying and like where I should book my airfare and what, like all of these things. And I've gotten pretty deep into That's it. That's commitment. But it's been really fun because, like, I enjoy that kind of stuff, and I love spreadsheets, so it has made me really happy. (laughs) And, like, um, I was, like, showing it to my mom one night, and I was like, I mean, this is so cool. Look, and this is the order. I've created the order I'm going to sign up for all these cards in. And she was like, you're not doing that. And I was like, well, yes, I am. I have to sign up for the cards and to get the welcome bonus and, like, all these things. And she's like... You do not need 19 credit cards. That is just not good. It's not a good thing. And I was like, well, you can say whatever you want, but whenever I'm flying to Europe for free next year, like, I, (laughs) you know, I'll be laughing in your face. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then she and I planned a quick trip to um, Kansas City to visit my cousin. So my cousin's daughter is going to be in a play. She's like, she's my little mini me and no. she's loves acting and she's in plays and stuff and we've been wanting to go see her in one very cool so we have an opportunity in august and awesome. so when we were booking i was like well let's see how many points we have with southwest and we had enough points each of us to book our flight completely free i mean you still have to pay taxes sure. but it's like and, 11 dollars. yeah so we we each paid like 11 dollars to fly yeah. to kansas city very cool and i was like do you see do you see <laughs> Why I want all of these welcome bonuses. <laughs> so, and you been... have another trip coming up, don't you? Do I? Yeah, aren't you going to the Grand? Oh yeah. Well, um, I guess let me think about this. The week that this comes out, um, I'm going to the Grand. And it's your birthday week. And it's my birthday week. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and I'm also going on a trip next week. 
which will, you know, not air correctly, but... Like as in current time, record, current recording time current next recording week? Current recording time next week. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, my friend is getting married in California. So oh, that's right. So we are um, flying to Los Angeles and driving to Santa Barbara for the wedding. Well, I'm happy to share my point spreadsheet with you <laughs> and explain to you how to get all of the points and things so that you can, you know, go on trips like that for free in the future yeah. if you'd like... Let's do it. I've always been one of those people who like I, you know, rack up my Capital One miles and then I'm like, let me, you know, redeem these for Starbucks gift cards. And then I have $400 of Starbucks gift cards in my account. Um, And like I learned in episode number one that you should never redeem for gift cards because you're just not at all getting your money's worth. And I was like, never again. (laughs) I will just have to pay for my own Starbucks, but it's okay because I'll get four times rewards points with the Amex Gold. The more you know. I know. I mean, it's... Just go listen to the podcast. Okay. You won't regret it. Okay. Or maybe you will because I am now deeply down a rabbit hole. I think I've been listening to it for a little over a week now and I've listened to like 25 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad. It's so... I mean, it's good. It's bad that I've doing this so good it's bad yeah so or it's so bad it's good I, yeah one of those yeah anyway that's my latest <laughs> my latest thing <laughs> pretty ridiculous but it's so fun I'm here for it I'm it's here like for a it. game and a puzzle and you have to figure out you know like what which card and it sounds ugh. slightly exhausting but i know that that is that's I can your jam s- i can see how it would be slightly exhausting to most people but to me i thrive i am thriving you gotta find those things that make you thrive jamie yes like i get home from work and i'm like let me pull up my spreadsheet do some work in it like (laughs) i'm such a nerd if you ever need help just blink twice okay (laughs) i'm staring at you with completely open eyes i haven't blinked yet all right talking about books yes okay well i'll tell you about mine please do it's called the love scribe by Amy Meyerson. Have you read this? It came out in February. Of course I've never heard of it because I don't know how you find these obscure books that I've never seen or heard of or, yeah, new to me. Just things that spark my fancy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alice... Um, Alice is a caterer, like not a really a caterer. She works for a catering company mm-hmm. and, um, run or services events and it's so stressful. Yes. Very stressful <laughs> as we know. Um, she really ha- is at a standstill in her life. She went to medical school or started. She dropped out. She never finished. Her mom became, um, a doctor late in life and so she thought that that was the path that she wanted for herself. She got into medical school, ended up not being something that she wanted to fully pursue. Um, And since that time, she's really just been doing this job because it feels comfortable. Right. And she hasn't tried to get outside of her comfort zone. Can't blame her there. Yeah. But it really isn't allowing her to grow. Um, She has a really great friend who she's been friends with forever. Her name is Gabby. And Gabby has just gone through a really bad breakup. So they're meeting up one night after Gabby's most recent heartbreak. And she's like, what can I do to cheer her up? She's never been a writer before. She's never written. It's not like a passion of hers. But for some reason, she's like, I'm going to write her a story to cheer her up. 
which is so random. <laughs> um, but the it's almost it, this is a very magical realism type book, so uh, we don't okay. fully understand okay. everything that happens. But um, these images start popping into her mind as she decides to write this short story for her friend. Um, she doesn't really know where the story is coming from. She doesn't feel like it's her own story. It's just in her mind and it has to get out and it spills onto the page. Fascinating. <laughs> so she gives the story to Gabby. She doesn't know what she's like. I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I hope this makes you feel better. <laughs> Gabby reads it. Um, she loves it. And after she reads it, she calls Alice and says, I loved the story. And after I read it, I, I was walking down the street and I ran into this guy and we've just like hit it off. And I don't know. I just felt like there was something in the, in the story that you sent me that led me to him. Like, I don't know. There was just this feeling that I got from it. And so I gave the story to my sister who is looking for love. And I thought maybe it'd be lucky for her. And she met some woman after she read the story. And then my sister passed it on to her friend. And she met someone. And I'm so this done. Is- I'm done with this book. Okay, hold on. I hate. No, I shouldn't hold say on. hate. Hold on. Okay. So this is not a five-star read for me. That's fine. It was probably a three and a half. A lot of it didn't make sense. I liked <laughs> aspects of it. It was heartwarming. Um, it kind of went in a weird direction that I was confused by, but also thought it was neat. I wish it was explained a little bit better. But um, she starts she starts making this somewhat of a career because people start hearing word of mouth that when Alice writes you a story – you meet the magical love. things yeah. happen. You meet the love of your life, or you fall in love, or whatever. And so people are reaching out to her and willing to pay her a lot of money to the point where she can thinks that this might be something that she could do full time um, until she is uh, summoned to a mansion in the middle of the woods where an aging woman asks her to write a story for her. Um, she ends up having some issues trying to write the story, and she's just not sure why. Um, the woman lives in this this house, and the house seems to have some type of connection to the woman so much so that there's things that can't be explained. So now we're in a fairy tale. <laughs> it's so strange, but there was aspects of it that were really heartwarming. I felt like it was two different books. It sounds like two different books. Yeah. Um... I'm not trying to, I mean, if you enjoyed it's, this story, that's fine. I enjoyed it enough, and it was really the only other thing that I had read recently, and so I wanted to talk about it because I wasn't sure how I felt about it. That's fair. Um, I would not say, I would not, if someone asked me for a, re- a recommendation, I wouldn't give them this book necessarily, unless they told me I love magical realism, I'm looking for something a little different. Um, she calls herself The Love Scribe, which is the title of the book. Makes sense. Um... Because in her mind, she's not writing the words. The words are coming to her. So she's a scribe instead of an author. Right. Or a writer. Um, Yeah, there was a lot about love and fate and is this magic? Is this not? Is it? I mean, is is it ever really explained or? Not. Or we're just supposed to suspend disbelief and go with it? I think you're just supposed to go with it. That's fine. Um, That's acceptable. 
it's just not my jam. But, right. But what, <laughs> what we find out is that not everything is how it seems and that th- there is conflict. So it's not like everything, you just meet this person and then like everything's great. There are conflicts that arise. There is this whole library, magic library situation. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a little all over the place. So, and how did you find this? It was on like a list of upcoming books that were like to read, <laughs> like uh, upcoming I'm not 2023. Asking, I'm not asking you to defend it. I'm just asking no. where you found. No, I'm. T- it was a. Uh, it was on a blog. Okay. About, yeah. Uh, about like, upcoming 2023 books that were that, that were, people are excited about. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, I found recently, um, a list of. <laughs> that compiled other lists essentially. I don't remember what the website was, but it was like this lady had gone in to like 152 different, I uh, made up the number 152. I don't know how many lists it was, but it was different lists of like, these are all the books we're excited about, you know, mm-hmm. coming up for the summer. And she put down all the books and like this book was on 16 lists and then this, these three books were on 15 lists and, you know, whatever. So it was an interesting, like, you can see the most popular. Huh. And, of course, I turned it into a spreadsheet, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't help myself. Well, on that note, and a little bit of wah-wah, tell <laughs> me about your book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not no. mean to make it that way. No, because, again, it wasn't, like, my jam either. It was Okay. It wasn't something that I'd be like, don't read it. It was horrible. I really didn't like it. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. None of that. It just felt a little disjointed um, and confusing. But (laughs) interesting. There's a lot more to it that's interesting. Um, I'll I'll just briefly say one thing that I found interesting about it in case it, I don't know, helps it a little bit, (laughs) is that she has the books bound on this red cover, like leather cover. Um, And... Madeline, the old lady who lives in the mansion, um, also has books in the same type of binding. Mm. And the books are, some are red, which is the color that Alice binds all of her books in. But then there's also a bunch of other hues. Like it's the same books, but there's green and yellow and blue. And there's something to this color I'm coordination. assuming like red is love, blue is something, green is... Yeah, it is something. Okay. I was just giving you a snarky <laughs> comeback. <laughs> Anyways, it was it was more interesting. That aspect of it was interesting of discovering what these different colors mean. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I don't know. I don't know if that helps it or not, but your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am surprise, surprise telling you about another family novel. Tell me about sort it. Sort of. I sort of am. Okay. This one is called Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson. It's got a really pretty kind of like pastel-y, painterly cover. Paint- anyway. Painterly? Painterly. That's a word. Painterly? Yes. Like in the likeness of a something done by a painter. Okay. I guess I've never heard it in a sentence like that before. Maybe, Continue. Maybe I made it up, but no, I think I, it's a I word. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> Um, so the book is described as rich people behaving badly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which is always fun. Sure, of course. To me, but it's also more than that. So I'm going to start out, as I usually do, telling you about the family. 
This is a rich, go figure, New York City family, the Stocktons, and they are from Brooklyn, and they live on Pineapple Street, obviously, but there's apparently a section of Brooklyn called the Fruit Streets. Oh. So there's like Pineapple Street this and Orange Street. Okay. I haven't looked it up, but it, it okay. sounded real. Okay. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Sure. Um, so they live on Pineapple Street. So we have the parents, Chip and Tilda. We have Darlie, who is the oldest daughter. I know they have really terrible names. Darlie? Like, yeah. Okay. They're, Sorry for any Darlies out there. I know. Anyway, so okay. Darlie, she's the oldest. She's married to Malcolm, and they have two kids. Um, we have Cord. Okay. Um, he's married to Sasha. And then we have Georgiana, who's the baby. Um, we get three different points of view in this book. We get the oldest sister, Darlie. We get the younger sister, Georgiana, who everybody calls George. And then we get Sasha, who has married into the family. She married Cord. Right. Okay. Um, Sasha does not come from a wealthy background. She comes from just an average background. So it's a little bit jarring to her um, to marry into this wealth and not really be used to their kind of like uppity lifestyle and personality. Is her husband uppity? Um, not, not really. Like he's pretty chill and down to earth. Um, so the family house is a brownstone on Pineapple Street, but, um, Chip and Tilda recently moved out because they wanted a smaller space. So they moved into like an apartment just down the street and they decided that as I guess kind of like a wedding gift, they would give Cord and Sasha the Pineapple Street house. And this is a big deal because it's, you know, the family home. It's a brownstone in Brooklyn, in an expensive part of Brooklyn. Okay. So the two sisters pretty much hate Sasha because, like, she married into the family. She's taking the family home. Is it because he's he's the male? Like, is it is it like a because he's the boy? I think it just has to do with the circumstances that everybody's in. Okay. Um, but probably also a little bit that. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Darlie and her husband, Malcolm, are kind of wealthy on their own. Like, everybody has their own trust fund. But sure. they're kind of wealthy on their own. Okay. And they don't need the money because they both make a lot of money. And so they decided that Malcolm would not sign the prenup. And therefore, they don't have access to the trust fund. It immediately skips over them and goes to their two daughters. There, so there's like a, a clause okay. in the trust fund that uh-huh. says in order to get... Because we don't need it. Because they don't need it. They're good. Got it, got it. They okay. don't need the trust fund money. So it automatically They're good. goes to It's their, automatically reverting to their daughters. To their daughters. Okay. okay. So Cord and Sasha, when they get married, for her own reasons, Sasha is opposed to a prenup. And um, it almost breaks them up before they get married. And so the two sisters hate Sasha for that. Because they think that she's a gold digger. Yes. Okay. And then... Georgiana has problems of her own. She's working for this nonprofit. She falls in love with a guy there. He is, for one Older reason or another, not available. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, there's a tragedy that happens there, and she just spirals down. How old is she? Like 26, I okay. think. Yeah, young. Yeah, still young. Mm-hmm. Um, so the brownstone, Georgiana and... Um, 
Darley are obviously like, what the heck? Why are they getting the brownstone? Sasha, this gold digger, just comes into the family, takes my house, you know, almost breaks up the marriage, like all this kind of stuff. But meanwhile, Sasha is like, I don't really want to move into this brownstone. It's like a museum, you know, dedicated to the Stockton family. And of course, the mom, Tilda, is like, you are welcome to change anything you want in here. Lies. Make it your own. And she's like, well, I think I might, um, you know, change up the drapes in the front room. And she's like, well... Mm, actually, those drapes were created specifically because this window is a certain size and da da da, da. And so it's like everything uh, she mentions gross. trying to change. Yeah. And then like Georgiana's room still has all of Georgiana's stuff in it and like she won't move it out. And so it's like... That is so weird. <laughs> so it can never be made into their own own home. So right. it's uncomfortable. So she feels and like... it's cold an, and weird. She and, feels like an outcast. Sure. She hates the sisters. They hate her. Like, there's just all this drama and strife. And, um, yeah. It's, that's it. Except, despite all of that, and everything that I'm telling you, it is somehow, like, really heartwarming and sweet, even though it's these rich people who are behaving badly. Like, you still somehow fall in love with the characters and just, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed this story. It was just a good story sure sounds good i mean i want to read it i rated it five stars yeah. if that helps it does help thank you yes okay you want to talk about the tea let's do it so marissa very kindly purchased um birthday cake tea from sogo tea bar since this episode assuming we don't somehow get off schedule. This episode should be airing the week of my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Jamie. <laughs> um, so it is cream, almond, and hazelnut black teas combined with vanilla and sprinkles for a fun tea that tastes just like birthday cake. Do you think it tastes just like birthday cake? No. Me either. Um, it smells like birthday cake. And when I smelled it at the shop, I was like, ooh, this is going to be delicious. Just kind of like their bread pudding one was really mm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. I like it. I wish I had, it, like, it's already sweet on its own. I wish I had put a little less Splenda in it. I think it was a little jarring, like, the first sure. sip I took because it was so sweet. Um, and I taste I taste a lot of the nutty, like, almond yeah. and hazelnut. Right, which is the only thing that really gives it that birthday feel. Right. So... I, there's a, there's a back end taste. There is. There's a strange aftertaste that just kind of lingers and it's bothering me a little bit. But that's, but I, I'm not, it's an okay black tea, but I wouldn't straight up be like, drink this. It tastes like birthday cake because I feel like someone that would drink it would be like, I don't know that I get birthday cake. I do every once in a while. Every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, that is birthday cake. Yes. But it's so subtle that it's almost not, if you didn't know. That it was birthday cake Would flavored. You? No, I wouldn't right. have guessed that. But um, I think it's still good. It I smells s- really good. Wait, it smells smell. really good brewed, and it smells even better not brewed. Like not brewed, smell it not brewed in the back. Because I, I want to know your take. Because it smelled so good in the store. Hold on, let's have a little ASMR. <laughs> Started shaking it. Wow. Doesn't that smell delicious? Don't you? Isn't that birthday wow. cake? Wow. I know. Oh, 
that does smell just like birthday cake. I know. I was really excited. I was like, this is going to be the best one we've ever had. Okay. Well, okay. So without smelling the pre-brewed tea, the tea leaves, um, I was fine with it. But now that I've smelled the leaves, I'm like, oh, that is disappointing. I know. That's why I'm disappointed. Well, I didn't realize why you were disappointed yeah. before. But I still think it tastes good. It does. If it didn't have that aftertaste, yeah. I would be much more amenable to drinking it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could finish this cup. Yeah. Same. Um, all right. Well, I have some more research to do on my credit cards. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I don't really. But <laughs> but um, for real. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!